Some of you may know, I've actually was a, a pastor for a brief time right out of college for actually almost five years. I was in full-time ministry and I, you know, I have a heart for ministry and I have a heart for the church and it's, that's a tough position. It is. It's, it's a tough position to be in. I'm reading through First Timothy and in chapter three, it's, it's really talking about the qualifications to even be an overseer or a deacon or an elder. And really those are now our official positions of pastor or there's, there's different labels that depend on the church you go to where they'll put labels on, on the leadership at the church. But basically this is the section where it's talking about what is required of them to even be in a position like that. And the list is pretty long about how their life is supposed to be, how people perceive them from the outside of the church, and so on. In verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, This is a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a noble task. The list of what he's supposed to be doing is great and can be difficult and overwhelming. To read on verses 2 and following, it says, Now the overseer must be above reproach, the husband of but one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect because if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And then it goes into talking about the deacons after verse 7. When I read that, I'm like, man, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff, man. That is, that is tough. It's like, all right, well, you got to meet all these re- requirements. I'm like, man, that is overwhelming. And then I think, even though I'm not in a position of leadership, shouldn't we have that same standard for our life anyways? Like, I know that's for the deacons and for the, specifically it was for the, the overseers, which is also interchangeable with elders, which really is our pastoral role. But it, it goes into talking about the deacons as well. Very similar situation. Like, you have to be, you have to be living this thing out. You have to have the faith the faith that actually changes you, where your heart is changed, your actions are changed, and everybody can see it. Until you're living a life like that, you're not or should be leading the rest of God's people in any fashion. Ideally, though, I think that we should all have these standards for ourselves. Let's look at the leadership standards and apply those to ourselves. We should be leaders in our households. We should be leaders in our community. We should be leaders in the church. All of us should not not be a leader because we're not qualified. Everybody should be in a spot where they're qualified to be in leadership in some capacity. And really all that is, I mean, this is a long list, but all that really is, is yeah, you love Jesus and you've given your life to him. And this is what it looks like when that happens. And you should have no problem. If you really love Jesus, I keep telling my kids, what's the most important thing? Dad, the most important thing is that I love Jesus. Yeah, it is because it changes everything else. Because if your life isn't looking like this, then there's parts of loving Jesus that I think you're living out or you're missing out on. 
I don't want to push for the end result. I want to push for what causes the end result. And that is a relationship with Jesus. Let us all live a life where we are qualified for leadership, not so that we can be in leadership, but because our faith in God will change our life. And when our life is changed, it's going to look a certain way and it's going to be an impact on those around us, allowing us to be a light into this world that God has called us and wants us to be. For what it's worth, those are my thoughts on 1 Timothy chapter 3. And as always, I hope that you're getting into the Word yourself because I have a huge confidence that He will impact you in a deeper and greater way when you're seeking Him out for yourself.